everyone, and welcome to the first ever episode of the You Press Play News Podcast. My name is Natalia. Jillian. I'm Michael. And I'm Neil. And on today's list, we'll be talking about FAA news and national news. So on the FAA FAU news list, we have Trump professor, preacher on campus, and student arrested twice in four days. National news, we have the Marjorie Taylor Greene and COVID-19 vaccination. So I guess we'll, go, we'll get started with the Trump professor. So for those of you guys that don't know, a couple of weeks ago, we put out a story about a Trump professor on campus, uh, basically he was teaching his class. He teaches in the healthcare field for the healthcare majors. And he was wearing this Trump hat during his class. And a student took a picture of it, posted it on Twitter and said like, hey, my professor is wearing a Trump hat. And apparently this professor also during the class called COVID-19 the China virus. And so we put out a story by our wonderful editor-in-chief Kobe giving the point of view of the student and the point of view of the actual professor and it became this huge story I think it's one of our most popular stories I think of now so I don't know like what do you guys think about about that well I mean so I was looking at the article again last night just to like get refreshed and I mean First of all, he blames the fact that he called it the Chinese and the Wuhan virus on, you know, Trump saying that. But according to an article um, by, oh, who was it? Um, I think it was actually by the Human Rights Watch. They actually wrote that, you know, Trump stopped saying that like months ago and put out a statement saying that, you know, on Twitter about respecting the Asian community, which you can take as, you know, genuine or not, but, you know, that is what he said at some point. So I think that that excuse is relatively ridiculous. Um, And then not to mention that, like, I was looking and I found the handbook for the College of Medicine um, Mm -hmm. and for, like, staff and stuff. And uh, one of the prohibited items, and this is very, a very generic rule, but um, it's, it prohibits clothing with commercial logos, slogans, or other art or designs that might be offensive to others. Um, so, I mean, but I look at that and I, I read that as a blatant, like, breaking of the rule. Because, yeah. um, I mean, how, how would you not think that's going to, you know, not upset anyone? Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty ridiculous. Um, and I feel like there should be some action on FAU's part, like where they do something. And I, cause, especially because I feel like, you know, if it was a different uh, politician that he was representing, there yeah. would be a lot more outcry from the school. Um, you know, <laughs> if he was wearing a Bernie shirt in the middle of class, you know, what would happen then? I think that there would be a very big response to that. And I think bigger than, you know, what he was facing here. And I don't think that you know, he would have been able to skate by as well if it was the other. I, yeah, I so. agree completely. I, I think that the regardless of what message that he um, is, whatever political thing you have on your hat or your shirt, it's kind of inappropriate at work. I mean, we're here to learn, you know, you have, especially the Department of Medicine has so many diverse students, you risk alienating people. I mean, we have international students as yeah. well. But what really uh, I thought was disturbing about that story was, and I, I, I looked at it again too, was that he, he seemed to double down on calling this the China virus and things mm-hmm. like that. And I thought to myself how I would feel if I was in that class and I was of Chinese descent or Asian descent and just how marginalized that would make me feel. And I just, I, there's been no action yet, correct, mm-hmm. on this? Yeah. So far, not, not even a statement, right? No, no, not even a statement. So I, I just think that that's something that is, I mean, it's tough to see, you know, and I, I think it's completely inappropriate. So I mean, I, I, I think if that it comes down to just professionalism. I don't care what your job is. It's unprofessional. And, you know, you keep politics outside of whatever job you have. Like, I, I know and this is a really weird thing to compare it to, but um, in Lauderdale by the Sea, there's a puppy store. And they have Trump stuff up all over the place. And I think no matter what type of business you're in, keep politics outside of it. It's bad business. And I think that even in um, a classroom, it should be especially kept outside of it. 
but just it's the same thing with your personal life like you should keep your personal life outside of your business to an extent or your your job you know there's certain things that are just unprofessional to combine and that's just one of them especially when if you're talking about a chinese virus that you could i mean that's an hr problem mm-hmm. when you could be offending your customer which would be a student or your coworkers um it's just unprofessional yeah like i think it's unprofessional because i think like yeah even though nowadays we're at home and we're teaching you know professors are teaching from their homes and they have their lives and stuff like that you're teaching like your job is to be a teacher you're not there to put out your political point of views whether that be you know you're a democrat you're a republican you're independent that's your job so for a professor to go to his class to teach his class and even to say like oh it's the china virus when the actual name is covid-19 or coronavirus yeah and i mean you bring up a really good point about how you know that hat brings out so many negative feelings to certain people but not to mention this was fairly recently after the capital insurrection mm-hmm. so i mean feelings are even more heightened and i think a lot of people took that as in taking a stance on the siege of the capital and i think that makes it you know so much more worse on top of that because you know there was a riot on our capital and people placed bombs that thankfully were found and never went off people showed up with a guillotine with uh handcuffs or zip ties i mean um yeah. and they were there to hurt people yeah um, they were there so i think like not only was is the maga hat something that a lot of people already have these negative emotions towards and does not belong in a classroom but just so few days after an insurrection at the capitol um you know that was done by people who you know were wearing trump hats were wearing maga hats who were waving trump flags and doing it in trump's name i think at that point you know even if you don't agree with it it definitely gives off the illusion that you do mm-hmm. i i think it's tone deaf especially yeah. is what it would be. And, and I was going to say, uh, Neil, Neil made an excellent point. We pay to go to FAU. Yeah. Um, we pay to take these classes and some of them, we don't have a choice mm-hmm. in professor and depending on our major and what class we can take. And, um, you know, I mean, I feel like we all deserve the right to, um, not have a political message like that is that divisive like to see that when we're in class. And, mm-hmm. and I would feel the same way, like I said, were he promoting a different politician or whatever, it just it comes off as yeah. not something you normally see in a scholastic environment, I would say. Mm-hmm. And especially it, it seems like what Jillian said that he did this after the Capitol riot. So to me, the professor, it's like he was making a statement with that, like he's implicitly yeah. agreeing with what happened, which is just in- insane to me. I don't know how anyone could see the images of the day and and say that that was okay or that they agree with that. But um, yeah, that's how I feel. And I agree with what a lot of you guys said too. Yeah. And and Neil brought up the great point of from a business standpoint, why would you want it to be that way? And, you know, the fact that FAU hasn't done anything about it is really ridiculous. And I, I was looking through the comments under the article and we actually have alumni in there who are like, why, why would my school not do anything? It, Oh my gosh, I cannot talk. Uh, specifically, uh, someone by the name of Linda Dorrance, who she's a registered nurse. She left a comment, and you know she was very upset. She graduated in '97, class of '97. '97. And, and she, yeah, and she saw the story, and it makes her mad. And I, there was a large outcry from the community, like you said, Natalia. Like this is one of our most popular stories this year, and. Um, a lot of people are very upset on both sides of the spectrum, of course, yeah. but um, the fact that FAU isn't doing anything about it, I think, is not good from a business standpoint. You know, mm-hmm. education and um, the education that we deserve aside from a business standpoint, it's just really horrible. I would expect at least a statement from the universe, yeah. mm-hmm. something. I mean, uh, I don't know. It just, it just doesn't seem... Uh, <laughs> Like I said, it just seems tone deaf. That, that's all yeah. to me. That's the word I keep coming back to. And, and like I said, we pay for this and we're, you know, we're going online right now. And, you know, we have so many hardships that we already have to deal with to get our education. And 
to throw that on top of that. I, I just keep coming back to if, if I were Asian or if I were Chinese, how I would feel seeing that and being in that class and hearing those comments and then hearing him double down, how marginalized that would make me feel. So Yeah. And even if he wasn't meanting to offend anybody, he still said something that shouldn't have been said specifically in a classroom, specifically in a time point where that we're in now. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, go ahead, Jillian. Oh, sorry. No, I didn't mean to cut you off at all. Um, what I was thinking was, oh, crap. <laughs> um, totally forgot what I was going to say. Do you want me to jump in? While you, you go ahead. You go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> I, I was going to say, um, now I forgot. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, pretty much now I forgot as well. <laughs> so, go Good work. Good teamwork there on that one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll work out the kids. Yeah, we'll work that out. Um, so going off of that, this past week, actually, on campus, we had the preacher so apparently, for those of you that don't know, apparently a, at FAU, we have this preacher that comes on campus, I think, once or twice a year. It's, and well, it used to be once a week. Um, he used to come every Tuesday. I actually wrote what? about him. Yeah, I wrote an article about him um, for a class last year. He would come every single Tuesday. His name's Ken Fleck. And so right now, I'm assuming it's the last. I mean, hardly anyone's on campus, but it used to be at least once a week he would show up. Oh my goodness, he used to come once a week. Oh my yeah. goodness. So for those of you guys that don't know, this is a preacher that comes on campus and starts just spearing a lot of, I don't even know how to even describe what he says because it's just so... I mean, it's, it's you know, he holds a sign that says, ask me why you're going to hell. And all of his signs are some variation of you are going to burn in hell. And I mean, we're going to get into that, but I mean, there's so many reasons why that does not belong on a campus when people yeah. are trying to go to class. Um, he stands outside of the freshman dorms, which I think, I mean, what a target, right? So he stands outside no, the freshman no. dorms. He stands right outside the breezeway where everyone, everyone has to walk at mm -hmm. some point. Um, so he places himself very deliberately to in my mind, upset as many students as possible and try to talk to as many students as possible. The weirdest thing about this is apparently this guy got ran over by a golf cart last year. This is not a yes. joke. Yes. Uh, do yes. we know who um, did this? We don't know who did it. Um, what's interesting is, I mean, in the article that was recently published, uh, it mentions how one of the sources said that you know, if no one paid him any attention, he wouldn't keep coming here. Um, and when I had talked to him last year, I think that sentiment is very true because I, I have actually what he told me. I was talking to him and I mentioned the golf cart incident. And he said, uh, quote unquote, in situations, uh, well, I wrote, in situations like this, Fleck, re Fleck reflects on the Bible and follows the call to, quote unquote, rejoice when you suffer for his name's sake. Uh, so basically, he thinks he's a martyr. I think the more that people berate him and the more students who fight against him, the more dedicated I think he feels to his cause. I would say so probably then. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if everyone just ignored him, would he keep coming? Maybe not. The, probably the, not. But also how do, how do you ignore that? You know? Yeah. In a way it's like they, we're supposed to not act I guess, offended or react a certain way to someone who is being um, like a provocateur, like, you know what I mean? Trying to get a reaction yeah. out of you. But the thing that's the craziest about that is, you know, you could come to campus and it's a, it's an open campus and you can say whatever mm -hmm. you want within certain parameters, but I don't understand why the university lets him not wear a mask. I had to sign a thing and I'm not even on campus. Yeah, same here. Yeah. I come to campus that if I'm not in my car, I better have a mask on or they can remove me. And, you know, I, I would wear one anyway, but I mean, why is he allowed? We have photos of him on the website. You know, I mean, preaching one thing is one thing, you know, mm -hmm. when you have an open campus, but to flout the rules like that, I mean, then you're putting students at risk and, and all kind of other stuff. And, and that's also 
I'm going to say that's a bad look on the university because I don't mm-hmm. think they've said anything about that as well either. And, and I just think that at least put out a statement. I mean, come on. Well, yeah. I mean, for, yeah, first of all, I mean, like you said, I haven't been on campus in almost a year now, and I still had you to did. sign a waiver saying if I stepped foot on campus, I was going to be in a mask. And, you know, prior to this, you know, they said, well, you know, he's studying students, but it's an open campus. Um, he's not breaking any rules. There's nothing that we can do about it. Well, he's breaking rules now, so why can't you do anything about it? Mm-hmm. And not to mention he's sitting there, and he's like, well, I'm telling you that you're going to go to hell, but I'm telling you, you know, that – you are this sinful, sinful creature because I care about you and I want to save you. It's like, well, if you really cared about me, why wouldn't you wear a mask and help <laughs> keep me safe, you know? Um, so it's just like a flaw in the argument almost, I feel like. Yeah. I didn't realize he hadn't been wearing a, wearing a mask. I didn't actually hear that or read that. But that's a – because I remember him from last year. Um, and he, I just always just walked by him. But I remember seeing students go up to him and, like, get, like, aggressive. Um, based on what he was saying but I mean I don't think it's hard if someone's yelling crazy stuff at you just walk by him don't you know because the more people say to him the more aggressive he's going to get or the more you know the more he feels like he's doing his work so just just keep walking that, well that's, that's totally I- true I feel like it's harder like if you're an LGBTQ student let's say you're on your way to math mm-hmm. class and you see this man sitting there telling you that your identity is, first of all, a choice, um, and that it's a choice that's going to make you burn for eternity, and that you know the way that you are living is just wrong. I mean, I totally agree. You know, if people did not give him the attention, he probably would not keep coming. I just don't feel like it's that simple. Like yeah. I understand why people get angry because their yeah. entire identity is being called into question. Yeah. I, I agree with that as well. Yeah, it's it's like I, I get like, hey, ignore him. He's an idiot. But at the same time, I mean, we're human. It's easier said than done. People get to <laughs> yeah. us. Yeah, but like, I am when an LGBT like, student, and like I've heard him say stuff like that. And really, I just have this mindset that like, I don't know if it makes sense to people, but I just consider myself further and like more evolved than people who yell that crazy, crazy stuff at me. And I just keep walking. Like, yeah. I, I think that's a great way to do it honestly yeah that's a great <laughs> yeah. way but i think there's also the fact where he's specifically calling out people i've heard so i think that's also yeah. the point where it gets people to stop because it's kind of like hey you're something something come over here like you know you're going to hell because you're this and you're that and this is a sin and whatnot so i think that makes it a lot harder for somebody to walk away when you're specifically being targeted specifically at a time now. <laughs> yeah specifically yeah. at a time now as well because like I can understand somebody just being like um like gays are sinful blah 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 and somebody just like screaming it out and you just walk in a class okay that's one thing but when you have somebody specifically who comes back on campus and does this rapidity and is targeting the type of community that you're in whatever that community might, that may be, LGBT, religion, whatever it may be, I think it kind of makes it harder to kind of just avoid it. That too. And, you know, well, like, Neil, I really commend you for having that mindset because that's something mm-hmm. that, you know, I even struggle with. But it's an even harder for, like, I'm, like I mentioned, he's standing outside of the freshman dorms. Do we expect someone fresh out of high school who, you know, let's say that they came, they came from a conservative home. They've never had a chance to be, you know, unapologetically themselves or explore themselves. And then, you know, they walk out of their dorm at 8 a.m. and here's this man screaming at him. You know, some people just aren't, you know, they don't have, they're not in the headspace to say, well, you know, that's a him problem, not a me problem. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, like, what really bothers me about it is, you know, students' mental health. How how is he being on here affecting students um, who you know, aren't in the place where they can say, you know, that's just him, not mm-hmm. me. That, that's yeah. true. And I mean, I've had a lot of time to get to my mindset. I mean, I've been out of the closet for 20 years. So, you know, it, oh, when I was younger, I mean, it wasn't as easy. And I came out in a much more, um, I mean, it was a different time when I came out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, I was used to not being able to just 
be out everywhere, even though I was eventually, not in like high school or mm-hmm. even co- college at first, but you know, but that's true. That's very true. And, and when it comes to mental health, that's definitely something to think about. Is that, And that's why, you know, a lot of people didn't come out when I was, when I first did. So good point. I think that's well said, Neil. Mm-hmm. I think that's well said. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to stuff that's happened on FAU, we had a student this past week that was arrested twice in a matter of four days. And this is what I, this is what he did. He was at some type of bar. This cop sees him, does a sobriety test, does like the DUI test. He fails it. He takes him to jail. He gets let out. And then a couple of days later, he's at a different bar. The same cop that arrested him is outside and sees the dude that he just arrested like a couple of days ago and brings him to jail. Like, what? Like, I, that's just... When I read that story, I was just like, how do you get arrested? Number one, how do you get arrested twice in four days? And then once I read it, I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, yeah, and then by the same cop. <laughs> yeah, by the same cop. <laughs> I mean, this kid is 19. Uh, that's that's the thing that's crazy to me is that um, is that he's underage. I don't. I think when they first gave him the sobriety thing, they didn't know that he was underage. And then the yeah. second time the cop sees him, he's like, I know this kid's underage and can't. Yeah. So, I mean, what bars are these that are letting these kids in without ID or does he have fake ID? I don't know. But um, I, I just keep this is a hilarious story to me because I don't know how the hell you get busted by the same cop twice in four days. That's like, yeah. uh, I don't know. That's something in a, in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently he had fake IDs. When the cop looked inside the car, he had, I could think, like two two different types of IDs the first time. And then the second time that they arrested him, he had like four different, like false Texas IDs. Fact of the matter is he got caught twice. I don't know, does does the university, did, does that violate the code of conduct to, um, I mean, this was off campus, correct? Yeah, this was off campus. But I know yeah. that being arrested, they, when you, you know, when you apply for, uh, what's admissions they ask you if you've mm-hmm. ever been arrested or anything I they're mostly looking for like felonies are. though yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a fake idea felony <laughs> i should probably know that i have no idea i don't i don't yeah. think it is and i don't no, think so. like attempting to buy beer or enter a bar underage is a felony they usually just tell you get out of here i would imagine i mean i've never done it i mean you could be arrested for it um oh you can i well it's against the law it's a fake id it's yeah. fraudulent um so definitely you could be arrested for it. And part of me wonders almost if this relates back to a case or not a, well, yeah, a case that happened a few months ago, I think. I can't remember if we reported on it or maybe I read this in another local paper, but um, it was an FAU student. She was arrested for selling fake IDs. And the reason what they found out was it was in the university mailroom. She lived in the dorms. Um, so her mail came through the mailroom. And I guess, like her package ripped or something happened um and basically all these fake ids spilled out of the package um and they found her and arrested her so it could be completely unrelated but that's what i think of when i hear that um because i mean that's the fake ideas i know we never got to report it at the up i know we never got to report it but i remember there was one time i think it was over the summer or it, it was like sometime like in the summertime where we yeah, I actually started talking about it during one of the meetings. We're like, what? We were like, how does this girl, like, we were, like, discussing it with, like, the advisors and everything. Like, this woman is, like, selling, like, fake IDs. So then now thinking about that, I feel like that could be a way a student could actually get a fake ID. Well, I mean, they, they have to get them somehow. Someone's supplying them. I can't remember. I think um, – and that girl's particular case, was it from like China? Like was it printed in China? It was so long ago that I read that yeah. article. But yeah, someone was supplying them to her by the box full. And so, I mean, when I hear that, I can only think, you know, how many students bought fake IDs from her? You know, how yeah. 
vast did this go? I was going to say that's a that's a hell of a student hustle if she sold a lot of them, you know what I mean? I <laughs> oh, mean, it's a great way to make money. I mean, it's not a legal yeah. one, but but no, 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 I'm not I'm not, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> No, but it, I'm sure it works. <laughs> but it's like <laughs> Jeez. I mean, how many did she sell before she got caught is what I wonder. She might have just been like Let me see if I can find the article and maybe that fake licenses were attributed to like uh, South Carolina, New Jersey and Delaware, but the package that had ripped open what did have post like had did have post from China. Um so that's most likely where she got it from. Let me see. I don't know if it says who, but definitely the package itself was from China. And it says that the investigation spanned several months and several states. So I don't know if there was like a, a ring and like a whole group of people involved, but apparently this was quite the investigation, even after the package incident. Newsy, more national part of news, which I'm guessing everybody's excited for this. I know <laughs> I'm excited for this part. But we are talking about the Marjorie Taylor Green and anything on COVID-19 vaccination. So I don't know a lot about um, the Marjorie Taylor Green incident. I just know that something happened. Like, I don't remember what happened. I remember yeah. I was reading something about her. And then- So she's crazy. Um, I was gonna say, yeah. Neil, Neil has it right. She is absolutely yeah. crazy. Well, so, so what happened? Oh, unless Neil, you want to talk no, about you it. Go, go ahead. Okay. Um, so she was removed from her committee assignments. So she was removed from the budget panel and the labor and education or education and labor committee. Um, and this happened for a lot of reasons. Like Neil mentioned, she's a little crazy. She, uh, she's a very big QAnon supporter. Um, she says Ooh, she supports a lot of theories about QAnon. Um, she believes Sandy Hook um, and other school shootings were, and other mass shootings were just, you know, to, you know, they were set up and they were to spread a liberal agenda against guns. Um, she, the, the catalyst for all of this though, to my understanding was old Facebook posts they found from, I think, 2017 maybe 2018 um where she said that we should that nancy pelosi and other house members should be executed um gunned down so that was the biggest thing um and representative jim mcgovern from uh, massachusetts he has a really great quote um from an npr article that i think summarizes it pretty well um so he says, uh, if this isn't the bottom, then I don't know what the hell is. I hope we are setting a clear standard for what we will not tolerate. Anyone who suggests putting a bullet in the head of a member shouldn't serve on any co committee, period. Um, and not to mention that he also says that she's been profiting off of this. So um, she made a tweet and she raised over $160,000 on Tuesday alone, according to this article. Um, so there's a lot. So she was voted to be removed um, and 11 Republican members actually voted to remove her. Um, so that's a pretty big deal. Uh, and I believe actually three of those representatives were from Florida. So if you want to actually be somewhat proud of something from our state for once. Uh, Carlos Jimenez was one, I believe, that voted to remove her. Yeah. Um, but she is, uh, for people that don't know, I mean, go read a, an article about her. It, it, it is crazy, some of the things that this lady believes. She is, uh, the, the, the most wild one to me is that she thinks that lasers in space are starting. Oh, the Jewish lives. space laser. Oh, yeah, I think I've space. heard of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're Jewish um, space she... lasers. I didn't think lasers could have religions, but I mean. Well, it's uh, Jewish owned. So. Oh, okay. I, it still doesn't make sense. but No, of course it doesn't. <laughs> She is, she is very crazy. And um, the thing is, she apologized a couple hours, but I, I want to say apologize in quotes a, a couple hours before uh, they voted to remove her from her committees. But I feel like it was definitely she wasn't sincere. And it was a case of I'm apologizing because I got caught and yeah. I'm about to be removed. And I know I'm about to be removed from my committees. And then I think after she got removed, I'm, my time might be a little messed up but she then like doubled down saying like you know you can't stop uh you know our movement or whatever and how yeah. that she wants to continue yeah. to make the GOP Trump's party and 
she she gets from what I understand, she gets gun rights advocates all riled up and then they throw money at her because they think she's fighting for her. And like Jillian said, she raised what is a hundred thousand or something? One hundred sixty thousand. Yeah, I mean, in one day, it's a lot of money. And yeah. I mean, Neil, also please let me know if I missed anything on the main situation because I know you were gonna jump in there. Um, but an additional thing that she did that I think is hilarious is her censored mask. She wore a mask yeah. um, that said censored on it. My favorite part about that is she wore it on live TV, every single <laughs> news channel in the nation was broadcasting her. Um, she appeared on everyone's social media feed. It, it, she's being censored, but she's being broadcast on every television in America. I think <laughs> that's my favorite bit of it is what part of that is being censored. And I, I was reading stuff in the Washington Post that, that there was a lot of articles written about her recently. And I read so many that I can't even reference, reference any single one because they all kind of blend together. But she is... Uh, pretty on the fringe, I would say, pretty, got some pretty crazy opinions. Well, I remember that um, when there was a video of her following one of the students that survived Parkland, and she, and she, he, the student was on Capitol Hill, um, and she was following the student, um, saying that it was wrong that the student was defending, um, was speaking against gun rights, and then she was saying that she has a gun and if the, if the security guard had a gun, you know, some of his friends wouldn't be killed or wouldn't have been killed and stuff like that. And I just, I, I don't have any direct quotes with me or anything, but um, it's just especially down here, like, you know, Parkland, you know, yeah. meant that people took Parkland very personally. And, um, and, you know, a lot of people knew people that, you know, or knew families that were in Parkland and, you know, it's only so far away, so it was just a horrible, horrible thing to do to someone who, I mean, to be a high school student that was, to be a student that was in a shooting, who lost friends in a shooting, and for her to go and follow someone who survived that and to say stuff like that, that's just heartless. So I, I just I think that's say, terrible. The, the video that Neil's referring to, she's following David Hogg from that's right. survived yeah. the shooting. And I mm. believe that she at one point referred to him as little Hitler, which is Oh my gosh. Insane. Oh my goodness. For, for a grown woman to call a teenager who survived a school shooting and watched his friends die, uh, that is just insane. I, I can't believe anyone is defending her. Like you, 11 people, vo 11 Republicans voted to remove her, but the vast majority of them stood by her. Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that was weird to me is they were saying, well, this was in the past when she said this. And it's like, this wasn't that long ago. It was two years ago. You might I have mean, a point if it was 40 years ago or, or 10 yeah, years. Yeah, sure. If this was like from like, the, the, you know, something but, she wrote in like, you know, 80s or 90s. I mean, that would yeah. still be but terrible. She's, but she's a grown woman. You know ago. what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, you know what I mean? It, it, she's not being demonized over something she wrote when she was a teenager 20 years ago she's being demonized over pretty terrible things that she said and had the courage to put on Facebook and on websites. And she knows she's wrong because she tried to scrub her Twitter and her YouTube of all this stuff. Mm -hmm. but the, the internet is undefeated and uh, it keeps getting re-uploaded so it'll live on forever. But I just think it's a shame that anyone, and, th and this goes beyond politics, I would not stand with a politician who I once supported if they were to say things like this. I mean, it's just basic human decency. Uh, I, I can't believe yeah. anyone could support mm -hmm. someone harassing teenage survivors of a school shooting. I drive by that school once or twice a day. Um, and it's just, that's all I have to say on that. That's just despicable. Yeah, it's just despicable because even like, what is it? One week from now, we're gonna be, you know, remembering how many years it's been, like three years already. Three it's already? Been, three, yeah. Yeah. yeah, three, three years. years. In one week, we're going to be celebrating three years since this horrible, horrible shooting happened in our county, in our region. And for somebody to kind of go up who, you know, a QAnon supporter or something, go up to somebody who went through that as a school child and be like, 
you're wrong, you know, this is not wrong. Like if you had like this, you would you, you would have been like sick and blah, 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 blah. Like I can imagine the student who went through that, who saw his friend die, have somebody come up to him and be like, oh, little Hitler, like what? Yeah, I mean, she's anti-Semitic, she's racist, and, you know, she's not afraid of walking up to a kid who saw their friends murdered in front of their eyes and belittling them. I mean, I don't know, I don't care what kind of side of the aisle that you're on, how can you see someone behave like that and say, yes, this person deserves a respected seat in Congress? There's nothing respectable about that. There's no empathy. Mm -hmm. I, she's supposed to be working for the people. You, you should be empathetic to the people and empathetic to the country that you're serving and to be so heartless i mean to be brutally honest is it mm -hmm. i mean it's shameful it really is yeah jillian brings up a good point too we we didn't even really address the racism things like i said the washington post has written many things but there was one quote i do remember that she said uh, during the protests over the summer, we saw a lot of Confederate monuments get removed. Mm -hmm. And she said, quote, if she were black, she would look at a Confederate monument with pride because it would show her how far she had come in this country. Now, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but only by a little bit. She said this quote, and that to me is just insane to believe something like that. Um, well, she I also think... said the most persecuted group in the USA are white Christian males, which. Oh, well, that's just, hilarious. That's. <laughs> that's comical. Yes, that's comical. exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean. Yeah, I mean. Go read some I of this stuff about her. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think what stands out to me when you talk about that quote from her is that a lot of people who wear the Confederate flag and they wear it with pride, they don't think that it represents the fight against or for slavery. They say that it represents, you know, Southern culture. So why is she associating it with slavery then if everyone, if, you know, people like her and people who believe in the Confederate flag don't associate it like that? So mm -hmm. I think, you know, I'm sorry if I'm not explaining this well, but I, I think it's one of those examples where they're cherry picking arguments for what best serves them in that particular moment. You know, when they're waving the Confederate flag with pride, it's, oh, well, it has nothing to do with slavery. And then, you know, someone who has like African American descent says, actually, I think that those statues are really offensive. Well, then they go, oh yeah, like, but you should be proud because that means that there's no slavery anymore. It, it just, it doesn't make any sense from any standpoint. I mean, even, even from the standpoint of it, acknowledging that, why would anyone want the statue of someone like that up? Why would you want to commemorate someone in that way? Why not, you know, if it's supposed to be a celebration of how far we've come, then why not put up, you know, a soldier from the north, you know, who fought to abolish slavery. I think that would make way more sense for, I think, very obvious reasons. I, I would agree with Gillian on that. And I think a lot of people don't realize even more than World War II, the Civil War killed more Americans than any other war. And it, it sort of mm -hmm. makes sense because it's American against American. But I mean, why are we celebrating with these statues secessionists? Uh, mm -hmm traitors essentially who wanted to overthrow our government so they could own other people to do their work for them i mean it, it's just i don't understand um that part of the whole southern heritage argument i mean you can be proud of your southern heritage in in many ways and there's that to me is not one of them i mean they these a lot of people that support like the confederate flag and stuff they are they say they love america and then they wave a symbol of people who took up arms against the government. That's what America. I don't understand. I, it, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And well, it, no. It, no, it, 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 it's just kind of an oxymoron in a way. And, and I, I noticed uh, from stuff I read at the Capitol riot that a lot of the people that were charging into the Capitol were calling the police traitors and they were chanting treason and treason and all this stuff. And it's like, have these people looked in the mirror? I mean, 
<laughs> you storm the Capitol waving a secessionist flag and, and you, you shout treason at the people defending a fair and free election. I don't understand that. I mean, it's just insane. And they think that, you know, you can you can wave the Confederate flag proudly and you can wave the American flag proudly. But like you point out, I mean, it doesn't make sense. The secessionists, they wanted to fight against America. That's why they made a whole new flag. That was supposed to be the new flag for a new country. Um, And so to storm the Capitol, say that you're fighting for America. And then several of these people are waving Confederate flags and then putting Confederate flags, like hanging them up inside of the Capitol. It's... it just doesn't make sense. This is the flag that fought against America, and here you are sieging the Capitol and putting it up. I don't think that that's, you know, giving you the look that you think it is. Yeah, it's it's definitely a contradiction, like you said. I mean, you 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 can't wave that in tandem with an American flag. It's it would be insane. Mm-hmm. That would be like in World War II waving an Italian flag in in concert with an American flag. They were two nations at war with each other. You. I mean, it's just, uh, I don't understand it. I mean, there are, you know, Confederate pride is not Southern pride, in my opinion. You can't, you know what I mean? Mm. You can be proud of being from the South, but the the worship of the Confederacy and Confederate generals, I think all those statues should be turned out, torn down. I don't believe it erases history. We, we know history. We're just not mm. going to put these people on a pedestal. You know what I mean? If the worry is remembering history, take down the Confederate statues and, you know, put up statues of, you know, people who fought on the winning side, the side that we're on now, the side that fought against slavery, you know, put up one of those people. Remember history that way, because I Mm -hmm. think that's far more substantial and meaningful. Yeah. And kind of as they get like off track with like us talking about like Harry Green, but like I remember, I think a couple of days ago, I was reading about some of the people that were inside of the Capitol building because they're, if I remember, they were kind of um, securing the election. They were voting in, being like, okay, we're gonna, um, we're gonna, uh, I forgot the word, I forgot the word for it, but like they were gonna agree that Biden won and something like that. And they had to like run out and stuff like that because it started getting like very loud. It started breaking in. And one of the people inside, I think it was, I think it was AOC, um, Alexander um, Cortez, she was talking about it, I think in an Instagram post or Instagram live and how they were like inside of, like they went somewhere and then because they felt like unsafe or something like that because it started getting louder, they had to move somewhere else and they were like protecting her. Like there were people, like the older um, Congress people were like protecting her and stuff because she was so scared because they were like, we just almost died here. We could have died here. And I can't imagine being like somebody who's working in the Capitol and you hearing these people who are opposing you being like, oh, like, where is she? Where is she? We're going to get her. Like, I can't imagine the fear that they were in. With a guillotine in the lawn. I mean, how horrifying and traumatic I mean I think what's really sad is you know she was on that Instagram live talking about that traumatic experience because regardless of if you agree or disagree with her that is a traumatic experience yeah Um, they were belittling her you know she she also opened it up about you know sexual abuse and Mm -hmm. uh, you know people are making fun of her I mean where on earth is the empathy in that situation it's non-existent Mm mm-hmm so now we're going to go into like our final, final topic because I realized, although I love this conversation, I think we need to like go into our next topic, which is COVID-19 vaccination. So from what I've heard, there are, I've heard the story, I think a couple of days ago, I heard the story where these, um, I think there were medical professionals, they were going across town to give the vaccine out and stuff like that. And they got caught in the snowstorm with a bunch of other people. And since they were gonna get there in time and the vaccines were going to basically expire within the next, I think three, two hours or something, they like went around like car by car being like, hey, do you wanna get the vaccine right now? Hey, do you wanna get the vaccine right now? 
and people were getting the vaccine like straight out of their cars and i was like like imagine being a person that's stuck in a snowstorm and somebody just coming up to you and being like hey you want the vaccine right now i mean i am i am very pro this vaccine um but i think if i was sitting in the middle of a blizzard in my car and someone walked up to me and said would you like to take it right now i would be a little hesitant um unless i saw some like real id or something i don't know how i don't know um you know i'll be the first in line to get the vaccine when i can but i would be very bewildered in that situation to say the least I, I, uh, I, I, I agree with Jillian. Uh, I can't, I, I'm probably going to get this vaccine at some point mm-hmm. uh, when I don't want to jump the line. I'm not high risk, but no. um, I stay at home. I don't go to campus, uh, but I, I really want to get this vaccine just to, um, you know, to show my friends and stuff too, partly that it's safe, go get vaccinated. Let's get this over with, you know what I mean? Um, but I, I actually, uh, I want to, I think I want to write about my experience with getting it when I eventually get it, mm-hmm. UP, some type of like first person, how it went or something like that. I had that idea eventually when we were able to get those people in our age group and our risk status. But yeah, I mean, that, that's definitely a feel good story though, rather than the vaccines going to waste. It's better to get oh, them in arms, you know yeah. what I mean? I mean, even if, you know, there's no use throwing it away. <laughs> yeah. And I think a couple of days ago, I heard somewhere where, I forgot what state it was in, where they weren't getting enough people um, in the range and like the, um, I think it's like, I think they were looking for like uh, 70 and other or something or high risk. And they they put out a Twitter, uh, they put out a tweet on Twitter and they said like, hey, um, if you're in this and that region and you're within the guidelines, come to this and this place and go get the vaccine and you just saw I saw a picture where there were like lines of people going around because they were like yeah I want to get the vaccine so they just rushed out and went to get it and I thought that was like that's a I think that's like a cool thing for places to do like if they're if they don't have enough people that are taking vaccine and the vaccine is you know gonna expire within the next like two or three hours put out a tweet and be like, hey, if you're within these guidelines, come get the vaccine. Yeah, because I think what's really frustrating for me right now is, you know, I, I live with my boyfriend and he's immunocompromised, mm-hmm. um, no immune system whatsoever. So, you know, I'm not personally immunocompromised, but, you know, together we have hunkered down. <laughs> I don't leave yeah. except for the grocery store, which I get delivered even when I can. Um, so it's been a very isolated few months. And I mean, I definitely haven't been able to get the vaccine yet, but he hasn't even been able to yet either. So I think that's really frustrating. Um, and I think that also really speaks for how, um, you know, Ron DeSantis has been handling this whole situation mm-hmm. as well. I mean, Florida just has not been effective at, get, at getting out the vaccines mm-hmm. um, to people who need it, which so it's really frustrating. So if I saw one of those Twitter alerts, um, I would be getting in the car right now. <laughs> Yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say uh my mom and dad they live in Pennsylvania and uh my mom's actually a nurse but they that that situation happened up there where they had excess vaccines so people they just were started giving them out to like I think they had like 75 doses or something to give out to people mm-hmm. who who otherwise maybe wouldn't have gotten them but um I have seen I I'm in Coral Springs Parkland mostly right now mm-hmm. um but uh, I'm from North Lauderdale, but uh, I've seen vaccine sites start to um, pop up. Um, I was at, I rode, rode by Coral Square, uh, the mall in Coral Springs with my girlfriend the other day, and uh, there's a big vaccine site there. So they're starting to get these vaccines into arms. I just, uh, to echo what Jillian said, I think that right now they're really focusing on the elderly. Mm-hmm. People that are immunocompromised, regardless of their age, I think should be able to get this vaccine. Mm-hmm because it's just needless death. Otherwise, I I understand this is an incredibly complicated. And I think I saw on the news that the that Biden's 100 day goal for however many vaccines, they're on pace to hit it and and cases are falling because they're vaccinating people. But um, I do think if you're immunocompromised, regardless of your of your age, you should be able to get one of these vaccines. It really shouldn't be hard. Yeah, because I mean, that's what's frustrating is, of course, of course, the elderly, they are very at risk and they need this vaccination. Yeah, like, what about the people who have no immune system whatsoever? I mean, getting this virus is a death sentence right off the bat, no chance Mm -hmm. of making it. So I think 
you know, it's been really scary for us trying to navigate that. So I think that's what's really frustrating is I wish they would start to open it up. Um, I mean, and then not to mention the people who don't even believe that the virus is safe yeah. to begin with. I mean, my my grandmother the other day, I was on the phone with her and she says, Jillian, if you take it, you will die. So don't take it. I'm never going to take it. You shouldn't take it. You will die if you take it. And she 100% seriously. And I'm like, she could be getting the vaccine right now. You know, she qualifies, um, but she's not going to. I mean, it, it's a vaccine that could save her life. And she's not going to take it because I don't know where she's getting this information, but she doesn't think it's safe. And, you know, part of me blames, you know, places like Fox News um, for yeah. spreading misinformation about it. But I mean, they're not the only ones. There are far worse, you know, on the Internet. And it just makes me so angry. Yeah, it makes me angry as well, because it's like people are like, oh, you know, you shouldn't take it because it's like 70 percent effective, 80 percent effective. And it's kind of like, OK. But it's still effective. It's still effective. Like, even if you get it, you're not going to die from it. I think that's the most, I think that's the most angry part about people that don't, not necessarily that don't want to take the um, the vaccine, but that are like, don't get the vaccine because it's going to kill you or don't get the vaccine because of this and that. It's kind of like, okay, what would you rather much do? Would you rather much get COVID? But because you have the vaccine, you know, you're not going to get it as harsh. It's just going to be, you know, what the Republicans are saying, you know, just a flu, or would you much get it without the, um, without the vaccine and risk dying? So I think that's, yeah. I think that's where the dilemma is, is no matter what, it is going to be effective in some way. Yeah, and I mean... On the misinformation point, there was an article I saw on Twitter that was floating around um, that was incredibly misleading, and it makes me angry at the media, because why are you framing it like this? The headline was, man dies after taking COVID vaccine. You open the article, guess what happened? He already had COVID before <laughs> taking the vaccine. So it's like, why, why would you make that the headline? Why would you risk that being an idea that is implanted in people's heads, you know, without that background information? Like, I don't know if it was an attempt to be clickbaity and get more views and more ad revenue. Um, and that's probably what it was, unless they were just being openly reckless. But uh, it's, why would you do that? Why would you make it so people are more afraid than they have to be? Well, I, I hope that with the like um with the more consistent messaging that we're going to get mm -hmm. with the new administration that more and more people are going to be willing to take this vaccine and one thing i've seen that has been pretty interesting uh that might get more people to see that take this is if more public figures that people trust take it i mm -hmm. i'm a basketball fan i watch basketball and i see during the commercials they show famous older basketball players getting the vaccine and saying you know let's 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 be healthy let's you know let's help our neighbor, let's get back to normal. And I think if more and more people that are in positions of influence, whether they're presidents, politicians, athletes, rappers, bands, whatever, get this vaccine, maybe then, you know, maybe people won't be so skeptical. I mean, I, I just think that we have this miracle of modern medicine where we can cure this pandemic in 11 months, basically, which is warp speed time. And we now we shun the vaccine that we've been wanting for over a year almost. And um, I, I don't know, man. I feel like if you were to get someone that died from the plague in like the 1300s and tell mm -hmm. them like, hey, we can fix this in the future, but people still won't take it. They would look at you like you're crazy. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, I hope that at, with the new administration and, and campaigns like that, that we get more consistent messaging and that people start to come around because I, I've seen that some people that are the highest risk are still some, um, they are some of the people that are least distrustful of the vaccine mm. and things like that. But I mean, I don't think that, that, you know, the CDC and stuff would, this vaccine wouldn't come out if it was going to, mm -hmm. what no. good would it do to, to basically ruin an entire population? Oh, no no one would ever take another vaccine again. Mm -hmm. Of course not. I think one of the conspiracy theories is, oh, well, you know, there's a microchip in the vaccine. They're going to microchip you. That's what they get out of it. Well, it's like, 
take a look at your phone that you can yeah, take a look at your phone they have everything about you that they need right there you know how google lets you know when yeah. there's traffic in an area because they have all your phones microchipped and they know that you're all in one area and they know that there's traffic you know um so there's there's that the, the government doesn't need to microchip you, <laughs> you listen you've done it yourself by buying a smartphone <laughs> don't understand that, that if the government really wanted to, they have unlimited everything. If they really wanted to find you, they can find you. They're they going to find somewhere. you. Yeah. If you work, if you have a phone, if you have a Facebook account, if you have anything, I mean, like Gillian said, I mean, you could be talking to your friend about, oh, I want to get this pair of sneakers. And then you open up your phone and what's it show you that pair of sneakers. Sneakers. Yeah, exactly. The and then exactly. Of the worries on that front. It yeah. happens to work sometimes too. You're like, damn, I got a little bit of money. I'm going to buy these sneakers. You know what I'm saying? So I've done it. So. Or, or it's like sometimes you're like on Facebook or you're on Instagram and you're thinking like, hmm, I need to buy like new clothes or I need to buy like a new shirt. And then you start scrolling down and it's like the shirt that you're like trying to look for, it's like popping up and then you go somewhere else. It's like, oh, you might be interested in this. So it's kind of like, if the government actually wanted to microchip you, they already have it on your phone. Every time you buy a smartphone, they have the information on you. Yeah, exactly. And, and then, you know, on the less ridiculous and far out there front, you know, people are just scared. This, this, mm -hmm. this vaccine was, you know, put out there so quickly, people don't trust it. And mm -hmm. to that, I will say um, it's gone through just as much research as any other vaccine has it's just been faster you know i was reading about it and the reason why vaccines and other medical things take so long to be released is all the paperwork involved they have yeah. to be reviewed multiple times and that takes a lot of time because there's always so many things to be looking at and there's mm -hmm. only you know the fda and the cdc they can only be spread so thin um so because it was fast-tracked i mean it's the same amount of research it's the same amount mm -hmm. of double checking triple checking it's just done at a quicker speed because the organizations organizations prioritized it um, because mm -hmm. it needed to be prioritized. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I would say that to anyone afraid that it was put out too fast, I promise you that the same amount of research as anything else, you know, has been put into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the only reason it's they've done it this fast is because we've we haven't had a pandemic like this in literally a hundred and three years. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like you guys said, like with the microchip thing and all that, the only way that the government isn't tracking you down anyway is if you don't work, you don't have a phone, if you're like completely off the grid and you live in a tent. But what do you think your social security number does? <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, and, and also, I mean, they say, well, they don't know what this virus does to you. But if you read like the medical journals and they're kind of boring and the language is kind of crazy, but essentially this virus promotes it, it, it. I mean, the vaccine gives you a, a protein that stimulates an immune response. They're not putting like anthrax or something crazy in your veins. I mean, th there's probably a million things you come in contact with daily that are probably more harmful than, than this vaccine. I, it's just a protein that stimulates an immune response so that if you get sick, you do not die. You may get sick, you know, but you will not overload the hospital system and, and die. Yeah. So I think that's like mostly what we can get out of it is the vaccine is safe. There's nothing for you to worry about. Just because it's been fast tracked, it's gone through the same amount of research and the same amount of studies, the same amount of tests. There's nothing different in it. We just got it done quicker because they made it a prioritized priority yeah I, I would have no reservations about getting this vaccine i, I don't know if jillian said she wouldn't I, I don't assume you would you get it natalia you you you're just, oh 100 percent. i, yeah, I wouldn't even worry about I, that's what i said i'd be there smiling you could take my picture yeah i don't care i mean i want this to be over i want to go back to school you know and 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 do things normal and i and i don't want to get anyone sick so yeah i would take it in our so i guess we have reached the end of our first you press play news Whoa. podcast yes Woo. very fun i had so, we did a good job <laughs> i think we did a good job so yes. make sure you guys Stay tuned to the U Plus Play podcast. We also have the entertainment podcast and the sports podcast as well for those of you that are interested in sports and entertainment. And we'll be back next week with our episode two. So thank you guys. Thank you guys yeah. for listening. Yeah. Thank you, thank you guys.